Hey, all my cool cats and kittens, and thank you for tuning in. You are now listening to The Queen's Cafe. I wanted to go off by telling you a story about the narcissist in my first entanglement with one. Um, the reason why I call it entanglement is because if you guys ever been with the narcissist, well, then you have that understanding to know that With a narcissist, there is no relationship. There is only entanglement, okay? My first encounter with a narcissist was someone that I actually knew. Um, Someone who was in the past. And the beginning of it, and I mean, it was oh so bittersweet get that love bombing stage where you feel like you are meant to be that person will give you every reason at first to feel that way and that's what it felt like it felt like this person could do absolutely no wrong now I've never been with a narcissist I never even knew a narcissist existed So a part of the problem was I was very naive to the matter. I had the love bombing stage. I had the fake future stage. All that, all that in one. So you can definitely imagine how I felt. Now, just like with everything with a narcissist, things do have to come to an end. And the way that that person does it is, they don't just end it like that. They they definitely find a way to torture you first before you're discarded. Because see, inside of the narcissist's head, they know that they're not good for you. They know that this is not a real relationship, yet it is an illusion. So while he had me in this cloud, I would say, I would like to call it cloud nine, I started to notice a lot of things that were different, a lot of red flags. The first red flag was the ghosting. He started off by saying that, um, like say for instance, we would, uh, we would make a date Um, I would cook and I would say, you know, come on over. Or he'll say that he'll come over and he would never show up. I would call him. He wouldn't pick up. I would text him. He would never answer. He completely ghosted me. Now, the first time, of course, that's a red flag, but I, I didn't pay attention to it. I really didn't, you know, zone in on it. I thought, well, you know what? Anything could have happened anything. But let me tell you something, y'all. Because a text is nothing but a minute away. Or I should say, a second away. It really only takes a short time to text someone. But anywho, I know that now because I'm smarter. (laughs) But, um, so I would approach this person and 
and say, you know, hey, what's going on? What happened? And they would give some excuse of, and this is like the number one excuse, something was wrong with my phone. Even though that can definitely be true. Don't get me wrong. I don't want nobody to start side-eyeing anyone saying, hmm, your phone broke. That can happen. It really can. But in this instance, that was not the case. But I did take that excuse and I said, okay. That was the first red flag. The second red flag, he started devaluing me. Now, I like to work out. I don't want to get buff, but, you know, I want to be fit and want to make sure that I can, you know, still do certain things and whatnot. And I was exercising one day and he came over and he looked at me and he he said, what were you doing? And I said, oh, I was working out. And he was like, oh, so you're trying to get muscles. And I just looked at him. And I was like, wow. Again, didn't think anything of it. And it does all sound innocent, doesn't it? Uh, You know, he just has an opinion. Okay. Another part of degrading. I was saying that I had uh, put on some weight. And this is during, like, the cold winter time. And I usually do put on weight during the cold winter time. And he told me, well, um, I like smaller girls. And in the back of my mind, you know, that voice of reason, that, uh, that intuition, those red flags just blaring, <laughs> saying, hey, get away from this person. This person ain't right. I still stayed around and I said, ah. I didn't stick to the boundaries that I had uh, set for myself. I gave him a chance. Oh, no, he can break the rules. I've known him for so long. Mm. Well, anyhow, so that was the second time that was, uh, that was a little bit degrading. So, again, it may sound very innocent, but if you're not really understanding, he's throwing me back and forth and he's having me question myself, my looks. And there's nothing more than a woman wanting to look good for her man, you know? So, he started to pay attention to me when he said those things. And that's what a narcissist do. They wanna, they wanna know you inside and out. They wanna know, but they most definitely pinpoint the pain because he, The narcissist has no feelings. They have no empathy. They don't. So your pain is fuel. They're not the type of people that want to see you happy. They're not the type of people that want to, you know, provide joy. They love and thrive off of the pain. And even though... I knew this person from the past. It really didn't matter how much history we've had. It just doesn't matter. I mean, you can have a history with a narcissist and you may not have a history with a narcissist, but then in this particular situation, I've had a history with that person. 
So at this time, I am going to close off. I know you want me to give more, but I'm going to make this into a three-part series. So guess what, guys? Stay tuned for part two.